welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Laura Milstein, and I know a little bit about technology. And I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know like a notch below Laura. I'm going to keep it real today. I'm not going to fool anyone. I am not trying to be an expert. That's why we're bringing heavy hitters in the industry to dive into these topics because we are not always the experts. So today, Gabby, who are we talking to? Today, we are talking to CEO of Proxy, Melinda Hockey. Melinda is a former U.S. intelligence professional and a UX researcher who has done stints at both Facebook and Dell. She uses her expertise in geospatial visualization, online communities, and collaboration to inform the direction of Proxy mentor other founders, and drive research in human-centered design forward. Melinda, thanks so much for joining. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here. So I have, um, first first question is, what background is your last name? Because I've never seen uh, (laughs) name spelling with the pronunciation, because there's a G-H in there, not C-C-K. C-K. It's Irish, um, a little Scottish. Uh, I actually went to a conference in the UK a few years ago and everyone pronounced it perfectly. So um, So it can be pronounced either (laughs) hockey or um, hoy. Some people pronounce it Hmm. H-O-Y, but I don't know that there's like a great consensus here in the US on how (laughs) to pronounce it. Well, we'll go with hockey here on that tech pod. Um, Thanks for (laughs) bearing with us on that. which is also embarrassing because Laura and I are both Irish. So, you know, it's true. Really, it's just true. It's just every day. Devastating every for day. us. <laughs> um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the industry. Um, you know, it seems like you came from uh, an intelligence background. So tell us how you kind of like transferred from being an intelligence to, um, you know, geospatial visualization. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. So, The story is quite long, but I'll give you the short one. Um, So in undergrad, I studied engineering and was uh, recruited into the U.S. intelligence community. And so I spent some time there both as a direct employee and as a contractor. And in those roles, I was often building internal tools. So um, a lot of visualizations and a lot of them were geospatial um, and the goal of the lot of my work there was to simplify things that were really complex for leadership or people in the field. And I became really interested in this idea of using technology to simplify things, how people, you know, understand information and use it in situ. And so much so that after the 2016 election, um, things got shaken up and I decided to leave D.C. Um, I applied for a Ph.D. in human-centered design and engineering, drove a 17-foot U-Haul across the country to Seattle and started my Ph.D. in human-centered design. So I had this kind of geospatial tool building background and over the next three and a half years really developed a deep understanding of um, online environments, how people share information um, and all of that. And so Proxy started out of a a trick or treat map for my neighborhood and that went viral. And, um, I, it opened this, uh, 
opportunity to me and my co-founder Chelsea that there just needed to be easier mapping out there for all kinds of people. And with my geospatial background, my tool building background, my, um, you know, expertise, functional expertise, um, it was really clear that I was a pretty qualified person to make it happen. And my co-founder Chelsea had started companies before. So we were the perfect team and we started building. Awesome. Um, I have a quick follow-up to that and then I will let Laura take it away with her question. But um, for people who aren't really sure, you know, you, you explained it a little bit, but tell us a little bit like what's proxy if you had like an elevator pitch, um, you know, t- tell us that for people who aren't really aware. Yeah. So proxy is a interactive map building tool. So the best way that I can maybe describe it is like, you know, today you still some, for some reason, show up at a hotel and you might be looking at the, you know, I might ask the person at the front desk, like, Oh, what are the great restaurants or bars around here? And they still hand you a printed out map. That's probably out of date and it sucks. And, you know, one of the reasons it's like, we have interactive maps everywhere. Why is it so hard for people to like make interactive maps and share them for, you know, whether it's your neighborhood's garage sale or it's, you know, you're checking in at a hotel or you're an influencer who gives restaurant recommendations. We're giving all of this geospatial data in text form. And it's just really hard for end users to actually engage with. And what we found was that you know, making maps was just really hard. Um, so, you know, if you've tried to make maps online before, there's either Google My Maps, which is um, a free tool. It's um, a little limited, or you can use mapping APIs. And so what proxy is, sits in between those. It's a Canva of maps. So it makes mapping really easy and customizable and brandable, and then makes it super easy to share um, those interactive maps with your community. So I saw you guys at the Women's Travel Festival in uh, Portland, Oregon, a few months ago. And I was like, who is Proxy? What is this Seattle-based startup? Like, I'm confused by this. Um, And what I didn't realize is that I was actually using a map at the travel festival to like figure out how to get around to what it was. And that was your map. And I had no idea because it's, it kind of looks like ways in a sense where it's a little more fun. Like I was like, Oh, you can, it's, there's like an actual hamburger instead of saying like a burger place. And so I like that you can kind of customize it and choose like what emojis you're going to put for what. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, this is like more fun. And I could see like, I suggested it to a a friend that Gabby and I actually both have that is uh, getting married. So she's having a bachelorette party. And I was like, oh, this is perfect because they have like a whole weekend of like activities that we all are going to have to do. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us will, you know, obviously not me, but some of us will be, you know, a little drunk, whatever. And so, yeah, of course not me. Like, how could I? Um, And so it's kind of a helpful way of like knowing like where should we go what are we going to be doing and kind of planning that out but it does make me wonder you know we can go on for free right now and build these maps and we can share them with people and everyone can have access to them at what point will they not be free and what are you going to what are you doing with 
with proxy? Like what's going to happen to proxy? What's the plan? Yeah. So the plan today, yes, it's a free tool. And our goal is to always have a free version of proxy. Now, the way that we plan to grow the actual business, obviously we have to make money in some way, um, is through key partnerships. So for example, I mentioned the hotel, um, example, we're working on partnerships with hotel chains so that, you know, they can make maps in mass for all of their hotels. There are other groups like um, groups like Visit Austin or Visit, you know, Seattle perhaps, or um, other kind of economic development groups that have showed interest in um, sharing and using proxy maps in mass. Um, the other thing that we're planning on doing with proxy, um, one thing that's great about it as a creator is that you can get analytics on um, one today, you know, how many people are viewing your map, what they're clicking on, um, and then in the future conversion. So, um, for example, we're just about to add open table reservations within proxy. So we had a partnership with Seattle restaurant week and they put their, I mean, they had 200 plus um, restaurants participating and they just had a list on their website. And so we, you know, they put it on a proxy map so people could see what was around them. And in the future, when we have open table integrated on there, there will first be, you know, opportunities to book in there, understand conversion. And then second, you know, that opens up a whole, um, box with affiliate linking affiliate revenue and things like that. No, that's so clever. I and I liked how you described it as like the Canva, but for maps, um, because a lot of people um, don't have like, you know, obviously it makes it super user friendly and all of that stuff. Um, so tell me a little bit about the sort of human, um, you know, human centered design that you thought about going into designing proxy. Yeah, this is a great question. I, I love this question um, because I don't know how familiar you, you are with geospatial tools like ArcGIS and, you know, some there's tons of, there's <laughs> lots of geospatial tools out there and all of them are built for geospatial people. They have this very distinct look and feel like I, I wish I had an image I could show you, but they all look really similar. They've got like 3000 options on the left side. They're really, you know, B2B looking and ugly. And, you know, when people start, when people have built geospatial tools, um, you know, even when they're using, building them for different use cases, they often use the base GIS tool like ArcGIS as design inspiration um, going forward. Now, when we started designing proxy, we first thought about, okay, who are our core users? And our core users, even when we started, they were, you know, neighborhood PTO moms. They were, you know, concierges. They were people who were working in digital marketing. And so we started thinking, which tools do those people already use? Let's start there and then build geospatial into that. And so we you know, are incredibly inspired by Canva's design. We're inspired by Twitter's design. We're inspired by Google Docs design. And so we use those features to make sure that our user experience, you know, reflects the tools that the people that are using proxy are used to using. 
Would you say that anyone could use this? Like if you have no tech experience and maybe like even maps, you're just like, I put it into Google Maps and then I hit go. Like that's your experience with maps and you're just not tech savvy. Do you think anyone with that background could use it? Or do you think that somebody still needs to have somewhat of a tech background or somewhat of a map background? I think uh, you definitely do not need a map background. I think anyone could use it today on desktop. I will give that caveat. I don't think that we've perfected our map making experience on mobile, which is something we're working on right now. But I think if you are on desktop today and you went to proxy.co, there's a big button that's there that says start making your map. And I do know that people with all kinds of technical abilities have been able to get in and start adding points to their map. Now, it might take a little bit more hmm, internet or tech savviness to utilize all of our customization features and, you know, make those icons super cute for your bachelorette party. But the basic making a map, adding points and sharing, I do believe that anyone can do on desktop today. I just want to also say that when I said like map background, I don't even know what that means. Like who has a background in maps? Just like mm, you map mean background. Like, like like the grid, like like or like you know. Like I was waiting for you to say something, Gabby. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Do you have a map background, um, Gabby? Well, I <laughs> no, I do not have that. But my background is like my dog. Um, <laughs> But um, so do you like so the way I'm thinking about this is that it would be super helpful because so I am I have like certain phobias when I'm traveling. So like going over bridges, if I can avoid it, I would love to. <laughs> not interested. You know, I'm not interested. So so I'm thinking of like, oh, this would be very useful to like try and map out a route if I know if I'm going to, you know, New York and I can avoid all the bridges. So is that something that you envision for proxy as well? Like just kind of like really kind of customizing it to like whatever people want, I guess. Totally. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing. You know, we get, we do get some pressure from people to specialize in, you know, make, yourselves the real estate maps or make yourselves the hotel maps or make yourselves the PTO maps or whatever. But for us, it's so important to stay really horizontal and build a tool that allows the user to customize it to, you know, however they need it to. So for example, on the route, um, the route issue you just mentioned, there are people who use proxy to um, mark important locations for a 5k. So say going to a 5k is always a pain or any kind of run because you have to figure out where you're supposed to park and then where the starting line is, where the ending line is, where's the beer tent, which is the most important part. Um, and so we've had people, you know, race organizers who have been able to draw, you know, the 5K route on their proxy map and then add all of the unique points uh, to the map. So they can search for perhaps specific buildings and add those points to the map, but they can also double click on specific lat longs. So where the, you know, race is starting and where the race is ending. And then they send those out to the race participants via text or putting it on their website. And, you know, 
exactly like what you said. It's super customizable for their use case. People can get directions to the starting line, whether it's walking directions or driving directions. Um, and they have, you know, they're able to use which features they want on proxy and make it work exactly for them. Uh, I think that's a, it's a really good product and it's a good, good point and something that it, you don't think about, but it's going to be something that's going to be so intergrained in your life that you won't think about it because you're using it so often. Like I never thought about ways and I'm like, how, how did we live before? What's a Garmin? What are you talking about? You know, like MapQuest and yeah, printing Map those Quest. directions. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. By the way, though, like <laughs> just thinking about that, yeah, I, it boggles my mind that people like had like actual maps and like, like paper, like foldable my, maps. My dad still carries a map and prints map quest directions and uses only his car navigation in the background, but doesn't listen. Cause he's always like, she's wrong. She doesn't know what she's talking about. This isn't the right route. <laughs> and I'm like, so okay, <laughs> great. Let's add an extra 20 minutes to this drive. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be like, this road no longer exists because it technology will update. It disappeared and- many years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, this no is great news. There. This paper so, didn't update. Um, yeah. <laughs> so on that same note, we are just about to roll out accounts. So right now you make like one map at a time and, you know, it's great because it's easy to get started, but, you know, sometimes people like have four maps and they want to be able to manage them all in one place. So yeah. we are rolling out accounts and with accounts, what's that that's also going to allow people to do is save maps. So if there's a map that say you're going to the 5k you can save it to your proxy profile to get back to the map really quickly. So going back to the comment you just made, we were trying to decide what that um, saving process is called. Like, you know, we wanted to make it really cute. Like, okay, save it to your backpack or save it to your pocket or like whatever. And the one that I really wanted was save it to your glove box because everyone had all of the maps in the, you know, in their, that's good. That's good. We ran it by our Gen Z, uh, employees (laughs) and they didn't even know what the hell a glove box was. I was just like, Oh, we're too old for that. No, we just got our age. So cute. And then, you know, he's like, save it to your TikTok. (laughs) Okay. I do understand that. What do they call it? Yeah. They're like, I don't get it. Probably just never opened it. Like it probably, (laughs) you don't ever need to store anything. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. True. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, before we brought you on, we had looked at a few other similar style companies. We looked at uh, Sensing, for example, and other ones that were doing mapping, but in a different way. So data mapping is broad um, and we were interested in it, especially when you, you look at like the FBI and criminal mapping where it's like, I need to see where the crime is or we need to find this missing. Oh, also on the same note, uh, total rant here, but so they have Amber alerts, which made me think of like, you can make a map for like, where is this child? But did you guys know they have silver alerts when like, I did not know this. So Gabby, do you know what this is? No. It's like when like an elderly person goes missing. Oh yeah. I had literally no idea. I know. I know. I'm learning a lot on this. Um, So you could do, you could do a map for, you know, silver alerts as well. And so I think it's really interesting when you look at the crime aspect, Um, but yours was the only one when we were looking at data mapping companies and products as a whole that the UX design behind it is just so user-friendly and just it's welcoming. Like it makes you want to use it where some of the other ones, I feel like I'm like, 
whose company put this in? Like, it's so, it feels like I'm sitting in an office when I look at the map, whereas yours, I don't. I'm like, oh, where are we going? How do we do this? Um, and I really appreciate that. Uh, and so it just leads me to the question of, you know, what challenges do you see moving forward? We talked a little bit about where you think you're going with proxy and, you know, some of the things you guys are going to be doing down the line. But I assume there's a lot of different challenges, especially with it being a, a newer market. So mm-hmm. can you tell us some of some of those challenges and what you guys are going to do to try to get past those? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot of challenges with any kind of startup, but I think the things that are most specific to mapping, um, I think that, I think the biggest challenge right now is that we really need to get you know, these maps to be more easy to use to the end user. So right now we've been to date, which I think has been a huge differentiator for us. And, you know, what you just brought up, we've been so focused on making the map making experience beautiful for the creator. Now then, you know, when you're walking around Portland with the, you know, map of the area, how do we make that an experience that you want to go to over choosing Google maps or over choosing Yelp? Like, how do you think, how do you start changing the minds of people to think, Hey, I'm hungry right now. And I'm going to open the proxy map instead of opening Yelp. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a big shift because right now there's only a couple apps that we use to find things that are around us, which sucks. And we're always disappointed by them, right? And so I think it's that mindset shift that's going to be really hard for us. Um, And then also tying that content back to the creator. So something that's so important to us as a company is that our success is alongside the map creators and not off the backs of the map creators. So how do we then say, you know, you make, you're a foodie influencer in Seattle and you make the best kid-friendly restaurant guide in Seattle. If that proxy map gets shared and propagated elsewhere and people start using it, you know, to make open table reservations or to decide where to go, it's so important to us to make sure that we deliver that value back to that creator and help them, you know, monetize and grow their brand at the same time. So that's the that's like the challenge that we're thinking about right Right now, um, you know, getting out to those users, making sure that the creator still gets credit. Um, yeah, so that's you know one of the biggest ones right now. In the future, there's lots around data privacy and security and things like that, which is really important to me. Um, I, like my PhD was a lot of what I did was around you know ethics, and so it's really important that we're careful about that um, and compliant and like very thoughtful about the ways that our maps could perhaps be used for harm in preventing those experiences as well. Yeah, no, I feel like that's a whole other um, podcast episode that we could really get into about um, that whole aspect of the data privacy and uh, geospatial mapping. But for my last question, um, I kind of want to ask like your thoughts and I guess advice that you would have for people who are either one interested in this 
field or sort of more human centered designing when they're looking at tech. Um, I think that's a really interesting um, sort of angle there. So like what sort of advice would you have for people who are interested in that? Yeah, I think um, I think that UX research and design is something that you can learn and you can be trained on. There's tons of like Coursera courses. There's you don't have to go get like this really expensive degree in it or something like that. But I think that the most important part of being a great user experience designer is having empathy. And if you're someone who is really empathetic and you're able to listen to people's lived experiences with your software and believe them, um, I think that you can be a really good UX designer. Um, I think the people who are not great UX designers or would have trouble breaking into this field are people who feel really protective over the, you know, art or design or UX that they make. Um, And so it's just this iterative process where you have to be constantly interested in learning about people and then listening to them and then designing for them and then continuing to go. So I think the best way, if you're really interested in this is to do some sort of online course um, to make, you know, get really interested in it. There's some great newsletters out there that you can um, follow and learn about uh, UX. You could just Google like UX um, newsletters, but it's one of those fields that I think literally anyone can break into. You can be a teacher or a doctor designer, like, or someone who's worked in a restaurant and go be a UX designer for Square or Toast or something like that. It just takes lived experience and it takes empathy. I think that's some great advice. Um, I'm going to work on getting some more empathy out there so I can yeah, I can start doing that. Well, you don't have yeah, to be I'm gonna work out. <laughs> you don't want to. No, no, no. I'm going to step up. I'm going to step up for everyone. Um, with that being said, thank you so much for being on this show. Um, and for everyone who's listening right now, we know that at the end of this, you're like, give me some more proxy information. I'm ready to make my map. Let's get crazy. We will link some information for that as well. Um, and And if you saw this because you subscribed to us, thank you so much. And you're welcome because in that email, we will also have information on proxy and where you can learn more about Melinda and her company and all great things. So um, Melinda, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all that you're doing with, with this podcast. talk to Melinda Hockey. Um, Tell me your tech takeaways about Proxy. I think Proxy is really an interesting uh, project and definitely data mapping as a concept. It's it's a newer concept to an extent. I think a lot of, you know, it's it's not like it, it hasn't been around, but it hasn't been publicly around as much. And I really like the UX design features that they do. Like, just aesthetically, the mapping, it does feel like ways. It's cute in a way that makes it user-friendly and something you want to kind of use. So I like it. I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I appreciate that it's free and I can just go on and make maps anytime I want. Um, but I, I'm, yeah, I think I'm mostly excited to see what's going to happen. And I hope that they do like a big crime scene where they use proxy so we can be like, yeah, we covered them. So that's what I'm going to root for. <laughs>
<laughs> um, I I really liked the the human design aspect of it. Like make so it seems so simple. Like obviously you like mm-hmm. things to be user friendly, but yeah. um, it it is such a, a draw for people who aren't super techie. Like um, you know, Canva is is kind of like a very very user friendly version of like Photoshop, um, and you know, I think it actually draws people in to like that type of those type of skills. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've only gotten more interested in like graphic design after working with Canva. And you know what I mean? So like, I think it, that's a huge aspect of it, too. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot more of proxy in the future. And uh, I'm excited to just like mess around and, and build some maps and, and get crazy. Yeah, I want to build a map. Yeah, so we're definitely building maps today. In case you're wondering what our big weekend plans are, we're building some maps. So hashtag bragging. Uh, If you want to build a map and have more questions about proxy or map building or data mapping in general or anything related to that tech pod, ask us. Shoot us an email at contact at thattechpod.com. Swing over to our website, www.thattechpod.com to see everything going on, to sign up to subscribe so you can stay in the loop, to get some cool merchandise. If you are not currently rocking that tech pod gear, you know, ask yourself, what is the point of waking up today? And <laughs> if if that's where you're at, definitely get some merchandise and we are here to help you. You can check us out on LinkedIn slash that tech pod. You can tweet at us at that tech pod. You can even go to Instagram and be our like 14th follower at, yeah, you guessed it, that tech pod. You can also go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. It helps people find the show. See you next time.